You're listening to the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, Bree. People can say my name and I still don't pay attention. Chris. This is what happens when your number one health concern in the state is porn. Jeremy. Flicks it and then walks out and just kicks the living crap out of whoever. And Julia. This week on Julia does everything that's embarrassing. And Julia's back this week. And now you get to hear Who the, is that man? The, it's Barry. The, Barry dulcet, White. the dulcet tones of a... <laughs> Fucked up throat, Chris. <laughs> laryngitis laden, Chris. You don't have laryngitis. Uh, episode 309 of the New Utah podcast. And, uh, I, laryngitis. Again, not prime, Jeremy. Lar- laryngitis <laughs> is, is coming. Laryngitis just means you lost your voice. That's it. Yeah, but you're not going to lose your voice. I don't know. There's been days, times, not days, nah. just times. Anyway, I've got a little bit of a bug. Uh, my throat hurts like a motherfucker. It's really sore. Every time I cough, it's excruciating. Just add a filter when you're done and just make your voice a tiny bit higher like a chipmunk. Speaking of filters, uh, <laughs> you guys didn't hear this because it was off the air, but Julia's got a bunch of glitter on her face, I think, from her eyeshadow, maybe. Like a glitter eyeshadow. I just and I just said it looks done. like her face has an Instagram filter on it. Because <laughs> every time she like kind of turns, I see the little glitter sparkles from different parts of her face. It didn't stay on your They're eyes. They're holographic, so it keeps changing. It well, did. I kept rubbing my eyes at work. Well, I mean, it's on her annoyed eyes, with people, but it's glitter, so it's it's gonna be everywhere. So Julia's back. You went somewhere? Where'd you go? North Carolina. How was it? We went to Carowinds. I don't know what that is. It's uh, it's this amusement park. It's like Lagoon on steroids, right on the edge of North and South Carolina. So okay. half the parks in one state, half's in the other. It's literally a state line everywhere. Okay. Cool. Yeah, so it's kind of fun. They have and one of those in Wendover too. <laughs> <laughs> kind of yeah. They have two of the casino big, on one side and a church on the other side. Two of the biggest rides in the world. Yeah, they like had that. the the biggest uh, chain it, roller coaster in the world. Is that why you went? Yeah, Brighton used to live in North Carolina, so that was kind of like a oh, childhood. It a, it thing. Yeah, was it was like girl. revisiting his childhood kind of stuff. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it wasn't just, just to go to the no. theme park. No, no we we did other stuff too. Did um, you buy a timeshare? N- not this time. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the big ride—it's three hundred sixty-five foot drop. It's four and a half seconds. We—I was forced to go on it three different times. The first time I screamed so loud I lost my voice. The second time we were in the back and I passed out because it was so fast. And then the third time we were in the very front and we had bugs all over our face and our drool was being forced out of our mouths and our eyelids were all flipped inside out because it was so dang fast. That's cool. Have you been on the bobsled down the uh, Olympic bobsled course? No. That's yeah. pretty cool. Probably about the same thing. Well, we did it for Bree's work party a couple of years ago in the su- in the summer. Mm-hmm. So this is the slower version because mm-hmm. in the summer, it's cement, there's no it? ice. Yeah. yeah it's, it's just, just the concrete wheels. tubes and wheels. Uh, and it was still pulling like seven G's. G's. And it's like, it's really, if you've never been in a place that's pulling that kind of G force on you, it's really hard to understand like. Yeah, this ride was 95 <clears throat> miles an hour. Yeah, it's like, you can't lift your, like they, they told you like before you got in. Like you like, have to like put, put your arms up to brace yourself. Put your arms against the side and like if you can't lift your head, squeeze your shoulders to help yeah. prop your head but up. But I could, like it was really hard for me to keep my arms up. That's and fun. it is like just lifting your it's head fun. with those G-forces. It's fun to go on though. It's been a long time. It's but, really cool. But, and it's something that we have. It's at the Olympic Park up in Park City. You can go do it in the summer. Nice. You can do it in the winter too. Um, I think it's probably between seasons right now. I doubt it's iced right now. So probably not. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, we ended up getting like a it's like a permanent fast pass that you get on your wrist. 
So every line you get to go through the fast pass line. That's nice. And nobody buys it. So every single ride we went on was a walk-on. You know, I heard there were that. hour and a half lines and we got walk-ons. I heard that about Universal Studios Florida. We did that getting too the, last time. It was so good. The, the VIP pass is so worth the cost because it's you Brighton skip. Brighton paid like a, probably $1,000 for us to go one day with those, with Park Hopper and those passes. And we got to go on every single ride as many times as we wanted. Yeah, I think the passes were like... When we went to Universal in Florida, this was a few years ago, I think it was like another $100 a day per person to do those. But holy cow, like, you miss all the lines. Like, you just walk past everyone. Yeah, it was like that at Carowinds. So your ticket to get in is like 35 bucks, and the Fast Pass ticket is 75 Yeah, but probably so, worth it. If you don't oh, live absolutely. there. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure if you live there, like, it yeah. doesn't really matter. It's like But living. no, we didn't wait for it. The only time we waited was when one of the rides broke. I didn't wait for rides at Lagoon either. When we went during COVID. That's, yeah. That that's, was a really good time to go, actually. In fact, we rode the rides so many times, we were getting motion sick. <laughs> They're building a new roller coaster. Yeah, it's like a fucking mountain. I think it's actually going to be more than one ride over there. That's uh, cool. We'll see what happens. It looks Do something cool. with those increased price tickets. <laughs> hey, inflation, They're charging man. like 75 bucks now. Inflation. That's the way it works. Heroines didn't. Uh, you won't. <laughs> Don't yeah, worry. It was choir tour when we went there, so there were a bunch yeah. of middle school kids everywhere in the regular line. Yeah, that's what happens when you go. But Brighton was like, it's great. Here. People don't stare at me. Yeah, because because he's black. He's like, people don't stare at me. Women don't, don't hide their about, children from me. I don't even Brighton, think about that. I didn't that's a get real any thing. looks because I get looks for dating oh, yeah, a black you're dude because it's interracial and like, how you disgusting. Get, you get looks from your own fucking family members sometimes. So. <laughs> Not for that. I hope. <laughs> Grandma and grandpa. And some, Do they? Some, some of the extended family. I don't know. Eh. I've heard. I've heard. I have in the past. Anyway, yeah. in the past, yeah, but, I haven't had any issues with family while he's been there. But but yeah, like the, I don't even. But, I don't even think about that. No, like, we go on trips. If we go to like arcades and stuff, if I'm not two feet away from Brighton the whole time, ladies will take their kids away from the stuff where he is. <sighs> Like, I'm not even he's kidding. Like, and this also, is just the little white Karen of, ladies. In the world of black people, Brighton is like... He's the, so chill. The most non-assuming, like... He... Look. He always dresses you, business ha, casual okay, every you, single day. Have you guys seen Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? You know Carlton? <laughs> yeah, he kind of dresses he's, like Carlton. He's a fucking Carlton of black people. He's, like, he's perfectly shaved. He shaves his head down. Like he He's also a military. Polo shirt, like, a polo shirt and khakis like every single day. Yeah, he's never rocking like a bandana with colors. That's no, the sure. most exciting he gets is a beaded bracelet on occasion. <laughs> no saggy pants. No. no. I think if he could pull it off, he'd wear a puka shell necklace. Like, <laughs> I think that's oh, he would. Is. He would probably, but he was looking for one, a good one in Hawaii. We should yeah, find see, the right one. There are no good puka shell necklaces. That's why he couldn't find yeah, a good one. Yeah, probably why. In Texas, he didn't get looks because there's quite a... Yeah, because there's black people Black there. people in Texas. Oh, okay. This week on Julia Does Everything That's Embarrassing at the airport, before we left there, the Salt Lake airport, mm-hmm. I walked up to some random black dude thinking it was Brighton. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did you start talking to him? No, but I was going to go sit down and put all my food down, and Brighton was a row away <laughs> looking at me. He was looking at me, and he was, he was and like, I walked back over, and I was like, don't Julia, even say what, it. Julia, all black people look, look the, the same. same. I'm like, don't even say it. Don't okay. even say it. For reals, though, that's a thing. We've talked about it on the show. Face blindness is a real thing. When he's the only 
black person around, I can see him out of my peripheral, and I know that it's him. Like, oh, look, that's I the, know what my boyfriend looks that's like the when I'm looking 10, at him. That's the one in black person that happens to be my boyfriend. Oh, my God, there's another black person here. I, in, when we went to Kentucky, Brighton didn't go with me. I saw some black dude at the airport, again, what, as soon as we landed, thought it was Brighton, and what, just about walked over and hugged him. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's a random dude. I forget there's other black people. Because in Utah... There's Brighton. just not. It's just Brighton. There's it's just co- Brighton. Brighton and like four others. They all know each other. <laughs> they all know each right? other. Right? <clears throat> it sucks. I, we are. I don't think people realize that when they're like, oh, we're not racist. Like, w- maybe we are, maybe we aren't. It's hard to fucking tell when there aren't any Maybe you're not saying racist things, but the staring and the taking your kids away and like yeah. Brighton. All of, I'm actually. And he goes into Ross and the fucking security guard follows him around the whole time, probably. Well, he, they loved him when he was store security because he would dress up like a, like a gangster kid. He'd dress up in a hoodie with a backpack and the big jeans oh and God. stuff. No one suspected cannot, him ever. I cannot picture him wearing something like that. But he did. And he got away with it because everyone thought he was in high school, oh, not so. some 26 year old guy. Every time he drives his motorcycle, he gets... He gets pulled over or followed by the state trooper. Of course. <laughs> like, like followed, like, all the way home by the yeah. state trooper. He does get pulled over for being black. That hap- that happens a lot, probably, in this state, so... It's, uh... Uh, let me talk about your bees. They're good. Bees are doing good. So okay. we talked last week that the, the queen had gotten out, so... Because of the weather, I wasn't able to open it up this last weekend, but I've got the window, so I keep looking in there, and it's they've probably got six, seven good. Good, good, bars good. now. So, yeah, they're moving right along, and then Excellent. everything's in bloom, so the, the apple trees they're just all out. buzzing, and the, all the fruit trees. and that, that means good things. Yep, and they love dandelions. So, like... <laughs> They're, yeah, they're everywhere. So that means we're just going to have I, more dandelions. I, you know, they're I, pollinating all of them. <laughs> I put down the, the step one crap from IFA, and we did good for a little while. And the backyard has now succumbed to dandelion infestation. I finally mowed. I had to mow. The backyard had grown into a forest, so I mowed. First time this year. Did not get all the dandelions out. Um, there's a, there's so many of them. Well, the the thing is, they come on strong for three or four weeks, and then they'll all be gone. Yeah, then they all disappear. I saw so. this thing on TikTok for making dandelion wine. No. No? No, thank you. But unfortunately, what is that weed over there um, across the street? Uh, oh, there's fucking foxtails fox tails. all over. But like the whole yard across the street, and well, those are what kill It's not dogs. just that one. That The one that's worse is the house next to it. They have a whole bunch on their edge and on their park strip is just like all foxtail. Like they have a real yard behind it, but then it's like massive thicket of foxtail. And those kill dogs because the little mm-hmm. things grab they onto them. They separate out and then they, then they go in. up inside their and get in their bloodstream and kill them. Yep. They burrow. They're not good. Keep your dogs away from that shit. Speaking of dogs. Um, <laughs> you have a really stoned dog right so, now. Phoebe had her surgery earlier today, um, so she did have uh, a torn uh, crucial ligament, and uh, they did the TPLO, where they basically cut the bone and form a socket and re-adhere it, and so she's pretty fucking messed up right now. <laughs> yeah. But she's loving life She's today. in another dimension. I don't know that she's loving life uh, I think when you're a dog, it's not the same. Like, you just are like, what the hell? Why am I? Why? Nobody well, can Well, she was you. a little confused as to why 
we just showed up right next to her and she wasn't just at the yeah. door waiting for us. And like, I, she, you could tell she was like, wait, I'm <laughs> supposed to be up there. Yeah. We hadn't, she even was pretty excited though. She was wagging her tail. Uh, and... We hadn't even been home that long. Um, mm-hmm. but anyway, so she's, uh, down and out for eight weeks, six to eight weeks probably, um, to recover. So we'll have to, for the first couple of weeks are going to be, she's going to be, have so much pent up energy. Oh my gosh. <sighs> she already fucking does. Hopefully this changes her overall attitude because weren't you saying that pain causes them to so uh, i mean it can but she's been fine actually we've been so taking i really think it was just banfield. the vet we were taking her to banfield don't go there and not yeah because she was fine with these guys because the the new vet that we went to that recommended these guys she had one reaction to the lady that came at her with the thermometer but it was like super minor and and nothing else. And then when we went to the hospital this morning, she had one reaction to a dog that was like just laying there staring at her, which like that. It wasn't even really much of a reaction. No, and it was just like a like a growl. And then there was one lady that came in with like a really crazy golden retriever. But she just like she let, just like like, like, like Phoebe was just Phoebe. like laying on the ground, she's just laying there, and she let her come up for like a while. And finally, Phoebe was like, "Get the fuck out of my face." <laughs> Um, but she didn't react to any of the staff walked yeah. back with them. They were able to take x-rays without even sedating her, which like Banfield literally had to tranquilize her. We had to her. tranquilize her. We had to put her in. And she was growling at them while she was under. I hate that some people just like help themselves to bringing their dog over to your dog. It's like, well, well it's, my dog's it's friendly. Not it's even, like, well, mine that might not be. It's not How would you know? they help themselves. Okay. First off, you're in a, you're in a veterinary clinic and hospital that does surgeries when they open. Don't you have the fucking sense? Like in a vet, some of these dogs these are dogs ill. Are they're not just here sink. for exactly. like a tooth cleaning. They're not or fucking. They're not here not like park. roaming around the fucking pet store, like just being out and about. They're here because there's something wrong with them, most likely, and you can tell. Like they're just kind of sitting there, and they're either like super anxious or they're they're clearly like fucking shaved. So from let's a just fresh let surgery. my dog go make friends. Yeah, and like they don't even control them. Like this lady had no control over this dog. She's like tugging on the leash like four feet. Well, back. first of all, she had a hugely long leash, which that's just not a good idea to keep control of your dog. But yeah, anyway. so but she did she did really good. She did but the X rays without any kind of sedation. She was letting him pet her. We had the muzzle on her just, you know, in case, but... They took it off. She probably yeah. knew they were there to help her. Maybe. Well, I, I think it's just a difference in things like confidence and listening. Like, Bree told her, hey, if you're not confident, if you... Like, she'll jump on that. And the girl's like, okay. She's like, okay, well, I'll be brave. And she went back and she probably t- told them that. And uh so they were fine. But yeah, if you walk up to her and you, like, hesitate, like, oh, I don't know. She does not like that. She's like, okay, you're like a scary person. Like, right. I don't know what to expect from you. But if you're like confident and you go up and you pet her and you talk to her and she's like, oh, yeah. well, now I know what to expect from you. Um, and weird. We tell like backwards. <laughs> <laughs> we tell, we would tell people at Banfield that all the time. Like, I just don't do hesitate. It. And then like the instant, like she would like turn or like anything, like they would just be like all freaked out. And then she would, then she would go after him. I'm like, yeah. you're, you're you're triggering this like this is a you thing but these guys were like not a problem the doctor came in and out she never had a problem yeah he got to do everything with her we didn't hear her bark or anything in the back so it's good stuff uh anyway so hopefully she'll be better after some time of recovery um 
Oh, I was going to say my garden. Um, I was out there today picking small weeds. My radishes are all coming up. Nice. I have some potatoes that are popping up finally. Um, I have my zucchini plant coming up, and I think a spinach plant or two is starting to uh, arise out of the, the ground. Nice. So with your spinach, when it gets about four to six inches, maybe yeah. a little more, cut it, and it'll just keep regrowing all yeah. summer. Yeah, so that's what I'll... I'll try and do that. I don't know. I didn't do a very good job harvesting last year. So, our, our, my peas are coming up. Your single potato? Yeah. <laughs> my peas are coming up and then I got cucumbers and zucchini planted yesterday. Yeah, mine haven't. The zucchini has come up. The cucumbers and the, squ- the squash have not sprouted out of the ground yet. We're planting but. rainbow corn. <clears throat> yep. I got some taro themed seed packets for my shop and then I let dad pick out some Vegetables and things it's like black tomatoes and black jalapenos and rainbow shit. corn and all so kinds of stuff. A bee, it's called bee honey or bee. Or a bee's friend. It's a flower. Or bee balm. Bees are oh. supposed to love, so we're going to plant that out kind of by the bees. Nice. That's good. The so other one was queen bee's something. friend or something. But yeah, we picked the bee balm because it's more hardy for this area. But. So, Sweet. yeah. And one of the packets was dandelions. <laughs> uh, I don't fucking get it. Um, I went to a conference last week. I wanted to talk about it briefly. So I went to a conference on Thursday. It was a, a security information system security conference um, put on by, I don't know, some people here locally. Um, but there was a, there's a company um, that operates locally. It's called SoftServe. And the big mass of their people are in the Ukraine. So they have like seven or 8,000 employees in the Ukraine. And back in 2016, when Russia first like did the whole like invasion and took Crimea and everything else, they had set up a fundraiser for Ukrainian refugees. Uh, and so of course, given the current situation, they were there and they were just doing fundraiser stuff. And so all of the vendors that were there had donated prizes for a drawing and, um, the, the drawing entries were from participating in the conference and like seeing all the vendors. And then also, uh, if you donated, they gave you raffle tickets. Well, I was so really, you're just buying raffle tickets. Well, I mean, essentially, but I, you know, I was going to donate anyway, cause I've worked with this company in the past and I'm like, this is a good way to do it. I know that this is going directly to right. Ukrainians because this is a, I mean, this is a company that has a huge chunk of people there and they're trying to, to not help. one of those where you donate and maybe 10 cents of it will go to the actual company. Yeah. And it was a Ukrainian company. Like the website was Ukrainian and everything. So anyway, so I talked to Bree and I'm like, I want to donate. So we donated some money. And I didn't feel like it was that much. We donated a hundred dollars and I guess you got five dollars. Every five dollars was a raffle ticket. I didn't know that. I was just donating to donate. And when I did it, the guy's like, Oh, you're going to, it's going to be, they were giving away like an Oculus VR and some other stuff. And he's like, Oh, this is going to be the cheapest Oculus you ever bought. And he's <laughs> like, yeah, not a lot of people have donated. So Aww. the first drawing, like, like they start pulling, I won like a hundred dollar gift card right away. And then I won. Uh, uh, so like his money back. Yeah. And then I won a, uh, a thumb drive or not a thumb drive, but a uh, one terabyte external solid state drive, which is worth like $140. I'm like, geez. And then I won something else. And I'm like, no, just give it to someone else. Let someone else win. <laughs> and so they pulled a couple tickets and no one was there for the tickets <laughs> they pulled. And she's like, so you have to still take this. So that was a $50 Amazon. You should have taken them, sold them and then donated that money again. And then, uh, 
so then they did another drawing towards the end of the day and I won like four more things. I only accepted, I accepted two of them, gave one of them to the guy next to me that went with me. But, um, the other one was a, uh, pair of Apple AirPods, like third generation Apple AirPods. Also like $140, $150 AirPods, like, cause I donated a hundred dollars. <laughs> I don't ever win anything. So that was kind of But he did cool. get the Oculus. Um, not from there. Oh, that's true. I already, I already had that. I had it for three weeks before I turned it on. That's right, because we talked about that before, huh? Yeah, yeah. The Daily um, Buster's tickets. But I wanted to talk about uh, a company that was there. And first off, uh, one of the keynotes was the guy that created um, um, the Oculus. Right. The original inventor of the Oculus. Uh, he also, I didn't realize this, but he also invented the scroll wheel on your mouse. Oh. Uh, he was the inventor of the guitar hero guitars and all the actually yeah. the actuators and the chips for those guitars. And he's like, it was really kind of ingenious. I invented those and then I sold them to Activision and they bought the parts from me to make them. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so he's like, so I worked on the games, but and you someone know, paid him to make it. Basically. They didn't have just paid me for the things that I designed. So, um, Really, the dude was like brilliant, but that's not the guy I want to talk about. There's a, a local company started by one of the founders of uh, The Void, which I've talked about a few times, um, um, James Jensen, who is kind of a, the, one of the creatives behind it. Um, and he left The Void a while ago, and he started this new company called Jump. And basically, the way he described it was, well, I've got this buddy that jumps off cliffs on, in wingsuits. And he tells me about it, and I'm like, I would love to do that, but I would never do that because I'm 40, and, like, to train and then get the money together to go on one of these things, and, like, then I'm still risking my life. Like, there's no way. It's like a 10-year endeavor, and there's no way I'm actually going to do it. He's like, but I want to figure out how to do that. And he said one of the things with the void that was really cool was people that walked out of the experience with the void, and, and I would encourage anyone, we have one here. It's down in, in uh, um, like, American Fork, Pleasant Grove area, London, somewhere in there. I encourage anyone that's never gone to go. It's fucking it's unbelievable. It's so trippy and cool. It is the coolest experience. It's not virtual reality. It is but a You have physical props that you're actually you're, holding. You're, you're walking around an actual room that projects and, into the game. It's so cool. And what's crazy is, like I like, I understand the technology behind it, but there's things like... You step on a metal plate as part of the, the experience as you're walking through this room. You'll step on a metal plate that vibrates, and they have fans and mist that blow on you, and it feels like you're up in the fucking clouds on a platform moving. That's cool. It's the trippiest shit. But he said everyone that came out of that was like a kid. They came out like they want. He's like, I watched because uh, they did it up in, in like uh, Toronto, I think, for some event um, and like Steven Spielberg and Harrison Ford and a bunch of, you know, really famous movie people went through their Ghostbusters experience they made. He's like, you know, these are people that like walking in. They're like, I can't believe I'm fucking doing this. Like, what is this dumb shit? Blah, blah, blah. He's like, and they come out and Steven Spielberg is like a 16 year old kid that has just been like super inspired by this experience. He's like, what is it about that experience that is so inspiring? Why does that take? And he's like, I think it's because people, when they're in that experience, everything else is gone. You can't look at your phone. 
There's no time. The only thing that's there is you and whoever you're there with. You're in the And you the can moment. see them moving around in real time. And everything. Yeah, and you're present with them in the moment. So he made this company called Jump, and it's, out in, it's down in Bluffdale. And basically... They, with the use of like unbelievable camera technology on like helicopters and drones, have mapped out to a centimeter of, uh, of variance all these crazy jump sites in the world for these wingsuits. And they put you in a wingsuit and you actually have to jump off a ledge. Now, it's a ledge that's like a foot off the ground you're not going to fucking hurt yourself if if something failed but you like you have the the helmet on and you've got a, a wingsuit on and you jump and you're suspended once you jump because there's so like a harness i'm assuming yeah there's like, like some Superman sort of harness style on dangling. the wings, wingsuit but they're able to collect all this data on you like like because there's all these sensors in the suit and it reacts to you so when you move it moves and the scenery moves and he's like, I, I've done a ton of these. He's like, I felt G-forces. I wasn't moving anywhere. I know but your brain. standing outside, but in my brain, I felt G-forces. And then when I released, it was like weightlessness because I've tricked my brain in this thing. So it's going to open in May. And I think it's another one of those experiences that I just think you you have to go do. And it's called Jump. And it's down in Bluffdale by the prison. Um, I don't know exactly where, but you'll be able to find it. It's just called Jump, uh, and it looks absolutely amazing. And I know the guy is a creative genius because he worked on The Void. He was spectacular. All, all that technology behind The Void is pretty amazing. So it makes sense that they could take it and do something similar. Yeah, yeah it's a similar it. type of idea. It's not the same. It's not well, the same kind of experience. Didn't Disney buy it? Yeah, Disney did buy out The Void. Yeah, because they've got one in downtown Disney. Yeah, they had that before Disney bought them, actually. Um, and that's that the success of it in and Disney bought the void. And I think there's actually now I remember Jonathan did the pair, the, the Star Wars Storm, Storm Trooper. Storm Trooper yeah. one. It was really cool because you can set, stand outside and watch the. And I think TVs I, and I think they have those experiences in Disneyland, too. Now, I think they've incorporated them into some of the Star Wars stuff. They might. Um, but yeah, downtown Disney's got one. Most of the Madame Tussauds have one. There's no one in Dubai. There's one in Dubai. Yeah. I know there's one in Toronto and New York, and we have one here because it was started. In Vegas. Is there one in Vegas? Uh, I don't know if there's a void in Vegas or not. There, there was. They took Tussauds. it out. Oh. It's something similar now. That kind of shit's really hard to keep alive in Vegas because it's Vegas. There's so much stuff everywhere constantly. But anyway, um, I thought I'd mention it. It looks freaking incredible, uh, and it's definitely a, a Utah original and worth mentioning. So That's cool. Um. Yeah, it's those conferences are hit and miss. Sometimes they're super inspiring, and sometimes they're just sales pitches the whole time. So, <laughs> this, well, this while was we were, a super inspiring one. While we're talking about uh, donating to help Ukraine, um, for those people who aren't going to big conference meetings, uh, Airbnb has taken off their fees for Ukraine uh, rentals, so you can go rent out a room from someone on Airbnb for like twenty bucks, and then obviously just not go. And they get oh, the money cool. for that, and Airbnb is not taking any of the money from them right now. That's cool. We can go run out of war. They should post, like, war-torn, like, here <laughs> in Kharkiv. Look at this three-bedroom home in Kharkiv, and it's, like, half a fucking home Oh, left. my gosh. No. Like, this high-rise no, People will high even know, like, I'm not going to go there, but give it to someone who needs it, who's in the area, who needs a place to stay. Spectacular kind of views, because there's no wall. Because <laughs> 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 half the high-rise is missing. 
dude, <laughs> you guys. No, like that, I would open totally space. do that. Yeah, yeah. Open floor, open, open, floor open concept. Open floor plan. <laughs> I mean, it's fucked up, but also it's a good way to help people in the Ukraine. Um, well, no, the Airbnb thing is a good way to help the people in Ukraine. You guys making fun of their <laughs> broken down buildings is not. Yeah, I'm just saying that's how you could advertise it. But yes, they have little listings for like ten, fifteen, twenty bucks. They could have one. Just night go rent stay a bunch a out from tank. different people. And then you're helping individual people yeah, and their families and their kids. Directly. One night stay in a Russian tank in a farmer's backyard. Yeah, there is a serious, uh, I mean, this is really not Utah-oriented, but there is a serious refugee problem right now. I mean, <coughs> well, because it's not just Ukraine. People are leaving Russia, too. Cause some... Yeah, but they're not refugees leaving Russia. They're just, uh, don't want to be there. They're just leaving Russia. And the thing is, like, the people, like, Ukraine is a, country of 40 million people it's not a small country and it's an industrialized intelligent country something tells me not every not a single person wants to be there during all that right now and your civilians have been trying to flee i mean there's mass graves now outside of maripol Um, and so poland in particular has seen a humongous influx of refugees millions and millions of people i don't even know what the count's at now but that's a that's a huge humanitarian crisis to have just imagine if we had six million people flood the border from Mexico. Yeah, we could because handle that. I mean, some kind of conflict. We have a fence that will stop them. That's like two states worth of people. I mean, it's a lot of people. Like, I don't know how, like, New Mexico, California, Arizona would be able to handle that influx of people. California is empty now, though, because they all came here. That's they could not, all go to California. That's not true. <laughs> Ukraine is the size of California, all right? Like, in terms of people. I think mean, California might even be more. I think they're like 54 million in California. Something so. like that. It's the third largest country in the world, if it was its own country, GDP-wise. So, All right. Um, so we don't have a guest. It's the last week of the month. It is the uh, Utah Adventure Week. Sorry, guys. My throat's really starting to kill me. That's okay. Uh, and uh, I'm going to let these guys do a lot of the talking. Um, I'll let Jeremy give all the history. But we went to uh, – uh, Julia didn't get to go with us because she was out of town, but she has been plenty of times because she's young and – her and Brighton like to do shit like this on a regular basis. Well, Brighton's been part of the Brighton arts. Does photography and does photography. Like gallery stuff. Like yeah. the the zoo like curator. Can you do like a cool elephant picture? Yeah, the zoo yeah. like curator has per, has purchased one stuff, of his yeah. photos and it's hanging That's in the, their office. It's so. the size of our new Utah podcast banner. That's so awesome. It's massive. But it's and it was by the, the guy metal. that yeah, no, it was by the Iron Pine whatever guy we oh, interviewed. Yeah. 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 Uh it's uh we went to the Hogle Zoo. Um and um yeah, I'll let Jeremy talk a little bit about this. So we'll talk a little history because I got some really cool stuff for history, and then we'll kind of get into our actual event. Uh, so this stuff, you guys absolutely feel free to chime in. As I was researching the history, some of this is like some of it I knew, some of it I didn't, some of it's funny, some of it's cool. Anyway, 1911, Liberty Park, which those in Utah know where Liberty Park is. It displays a cage of monkeys, and it acquires a deer. It was a, a cage deer? of monkeys and a deer. That two, was the part. That was the zoo. Two monkeys and a deer. Isn't that where they have like Pride Festival and stuff? Is Liberty no, Park? Uh, I don't know that it's Liberty Park, but you guys have to understand. <laughs> no, it's they have Pride Festival around the city county building, don't they, Jer? The <sighs> clock tower building. Yeah. I can't remember. The they county. do some big thing at Liberty Li- Park. But. Liberty Park is where the drum circles are out on Sunday. Liberty Park is Salt Lake Central Park. It is a. It is like 
what four square blocks? Yeah, and there's like a pond it's and Tracy Aviary's there. Fifth and seventh east and ninth and eleventh. Tracy Aviary all the time too. It's great. Yeah, so it's it's right in there. So yeah, a couple of monkeys and a deer. But I don't get the deer because like, <laughs> what year was this? 1911. People didn't see deer back in 1911. They were rare. Uh huh. There was too many people. <laughs> deer were hard to find. I think you're lying. So people are so enthusiastic that Salt Lake decides that they need a zoo. They're so or the monkey and the, the deer. Monkeys <laughs> and the deer. So 1912, uh, Salt Lake gives the quote unquote zoo $153 for a budget. Wow. But this is 1912. So with that budget. It's probably like $10,000 now. Maybe. So, so with that money, they get a pair of golden pheasants. In 1912. 1912, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $
different north of Kentucky. Excellent. And then they open up a aquatic, not center, but they have a, over a thousand carp, thirty six thousand trout. <laughs> A pond. So a fishing pond. 150 rabbits, 42 quail, and 100 mallard ducks. Man, they love rabbits. So it just kind of sounds... It sounds like a duck, fa- a duck pond. No, it just kind of sounds like they're walking around, like, gathering whatever. They're just, they're, like, luring hey, them all with bread. This, this thing didn't run away from me. Let's put it in the is zoo. That, is that the Liberty Park duck pond? I'm just, just picturing described? someone walking around with a bag Probably. of bread, making a trail, and all the ducks are following it, and then he just closes the gate, and they're all just stuck in there now. So 1917, they actually built a house for the elephant. Wait, what was it in? It's probably around a fence. It's a fucking elephant. It doesn't need a fucking house. It needs some sort of shelter. They don't fucking have shelter in the wild. They just fucking stand there. No, they go find shelter under trees and stuff. Have you seen trees in Africa? They don't provide They're a lot of shelter. <laughs> I don't know. So, 1918, she gives birth to Prince, or the Prince of Utah is what they name him. Wait, where did the other elephant come from? Maybe it was pregnant when they got it because pregnants are, or elephants are pregnant for two years. It was probably, they probably just inseminated her. Could have been. It doesn't give details. They jerked off a bowl and put it in her vagina. There you go. But the following year, 1919, the baby dies because Princess Alice rolled over on him and killed him. Ooh, oh, fuck. jeez. Elephants that are heavy, It sounds like folks. that story from the Book of Mormon. Remember that? Where the lady like squishes her kid and then she wants the other lady's kids. So they're going to cut it in half that's to not, share it. That's the Bible. Or was that, that the Bible? That's King Solomon. That's and that's, I don't know. She does not roll over and squish her kid. That's what I was told in primary, okay? So it's maybe it's a Mormon story because they just retell the Bible Are stories. Mormons trying to get people to not be fat by telling that story? Because that's fucked know. up. So 1931, we see another big turn. Um, the community is in an uproar because Princess Alice keeps getting free from her compound and oh. is roaming the streets of Seventh East. That's awesome. <laughs> Elephant keeps getting out. So this is when Mr. and Mrs. James Hogel <gasps> donate a parcel of land at the mouth of Immigration Canyon. And that's where Hogel Zoo is today. So 1931. Is that why it's so little? Yeah. Well, yeah. They just kept the donated land and didn't, like, actually want to buy more? Well, I mean. The problem is they just built houses around it so fast. Well, the thing, too, is you got to understand, like, zoos aren't exactly cheap to to maintain and run. Right. Think about how shitty the Leonardo is. And it's And they all, charge. And it's just a fucking building. Right, like that's yeah. just a yeah. A they're building. just paying rent on the building. They don't, they don't have to feed animals feed and, and everything else. The zoo. Yeah, your brother was that. like, it was so expensive to get in here. He's like, it can't co- cost that much. I'm like, okay, all the food for the animals, all the care for the animals, all the employees that take care of the animals. Yeah, but that makes all sense. the upkeep of the zoo. Like, I mean, yeah. when you think sense, about though. how much these fucking things eat in a day, a lot. a lot of food. Right. Apparently, I weigh as much as a baby rhino, and I weigh as much as a baby elephant. I weigh as much as elephant shit. Yep. <laughs> a day's like worth of actually, like not kidding. You weigh as much as elephant shit. A day's, a day's worth, worth of elephant, elephant shit. So, um, also at this time, when they actually now have a real zoo, they create the Salt Lake Zoological Society because they need direction. Mm-hmm. It's just been kind of run by the locals and volunteers. And, and they, they're just, like, just all bring right. over their stray animals. Betty just... Sue doesn't know what the hell she's doing. <laughs> 15 rabbits is enough. We don't need 200, guys. That's right. not a zoo. That's a fucking rabbit mill. So July, <laughs> July 31st. So wait, what's it? It's called the Salt Lake Zoological Society. Correct. Right? Yep. So July 31st is when the zoo in the new location opens. Um, and there was a crowd of 14,000 people. Wow. wow. And in 1931, that's a that's lot That's like the whole of state. 
That is not the whole state. That's Mormons produce people. like rabbits. Jesus. So That's now, where I they got if, the idea for the rabbit mill. I don't, I don't know if you guys remember this, and I know it exists. I'm not exactly sure where it is, but it was in 1932. The stone relief carving of Princess Alice was put on front of the main building of Hogel Zoo. And it, it's one of those things that if you saw it, I'm sure you'd be like, oh, yeah, I've seen that. It's just this huge carving of the elephant. Of the elephant. Yeah, I have seen and it. And it was on the entrance to Hogel Zoo for Decades. Yeah, for a long time. I didn't know that that's who it was, but I yeah. remember it. The right. first, the first real animal they had. Yeah, right. I don't know. No, they had monkeys. I had monkeys. The f- well, monkeys aren't people, like native to Utah. People so. have monkeys for pets. They don't count monkeys and a deer. That's where <laughs> they're basically people. From. So, 1934. Uh, keep in mind, we're we're coming out of the depression, but we're we're getting ready to to roll into World War II. Oh, that's why it says depression on the notes. <laughs> Well, no, that's oh. a different. But oh. so 1934, the water supply to the zoo is cut off for failure to pay their $195 bill. Yeah, so that was when 1934. 1934, $195 water bill. They haven't paid their water bill, so they shut the water off. That's a pretty steep bill, I would imagine. So at the time, that's a four. But they're right there by Mill Creek. The four thousand dollar bill. So at the time, the superintendent of the zoo threatens to let the animals loose if the water's not turned on. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of love that. Honestly, have, that's so savage. Did they have any like big prey cats at the time? <laughs> I think they just got a whole lot of rabbits. We're just birds, gonna let the, the, the elephants turd in your yard if you don't put our water back on. Yeah. <laughs> so then, uh, ni- by 1941, unfortunately, the zoo's in dismal repair because of the depression, uh, because of World War Two. Um, they start to get some really bad <coughs> press. So the Salt Lake Tribune is publishing almost daily news article about the zoo's deplorable conditions. One or- one article said, bad odor, old cages, and garbage. That's Salt Lake City Zoo. <laughs> no, that's Lagoon Zoo. So at this point... so Those this poor animals. Between 1941... They're just basically in dog kennels. The ones that... At Lagoon. At Lagoon? Yeah. That's so sad. Well, the, the Lagoon Zoo is pretty much what the Salt Lake Zoo was with the two monkeys and the deer. Yeah. It's... Yeah, basically. And they shouldn't be in those tiny little yeah. containers just for nothing. So 1941, because the conditions are so bad, Mr. and Mrs. Hogel request the return of their land. <laughs> oh. And want their name taken off the zoo. <laughs> Because it's making like national, it's so bad. It's so bad. It's making like national headlines. So, 1942, they they undergo a big renovation, and the state actually puts some money into the zoo. And also, Duke, the zoo's oldest lion, died. So yes, they had to have had big cats if if they died. So then, uh, 1942, we are. In World War II, the zoo appeals to the public to donate unwanted pets. Can I tell a, a joke? <laughs> can I tell had a joke? Exotic pets. Can I tell a joke about like a zoo? You can't because if you if you say can I tell a joke about a zoo, it's no longer. I'm going to tell a joke. Okay. okay. So there's this zoo, and there's this guy who works for the zoo, and the zoo is just losing money and losing money, and what? And the biggest attraction that the only one that makes any kind of money is the gorilla. Okay. And one night the gorilla dies. And the zoo says, we don't have money to get another gorilla. We'll give you an extra hundred bucks a day if you'll put on this gorilla suit and pretend to be the gorilla until we can afford to get a new one. And this guy kind of broke. He's like, fine, I guess. So every day for work, he goes there and he just pretends to act like a gorilla. And one day he's just really showing off being the gorilla and he's climbing up the fence and he's near the, um, the tiger cage and he... 
uh, he starts to climb over because he's showing off to all the people who are watching and looking. And then he starts to slip into the tiger cage. And on his way down, he yells out, help, 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 help. Not like a gorilla should say. And the tiger goes, come on, man, you're going to get us fired. <laughs> oh, my God, you are your dad's daughter. That was Helga Zoo in the 1940s, people. Yeah. <laughs> you are your dad's daughter for sure. So they start, yeah, so they start asking people for their pets. Because, yes, back in that time, people had exotic pets. Just to give you a cat. Although when we were at the zoo, there were several cats that just looked like my boo. We'll, we'll talk about that. So um, a boy kills a zoo, a zoo deer with an arrow. In 1943, 1944. They started searching for weapons. So not yet. <laughs> so I'll get to that here in just a second. So uh, 1944, Princess Alice dies sadly. Wait, I thought she already died. She she no, died the, sadly. The no, died. the baby died. Oh, the baby. Okay, never the, mind. The, I was like, she died the twice. The baby died. Well, yeah, because she had already killed her kid. Of course, she was. Sad I guess when she the died. guy who was dressed up as her died too. Right. Uh, let's see. So let's see. 1946. The zoo is visited by expert, uh, and they're actually now starting to get publicity and starting to be considered a real zoo. So other other zoo experts from around the United States are starting to visit and give them take them seriously. Start starting to take them seriously. Here you go. In November, blizzard, the eight year old polar bear is shot. What? The culprit's never found, but at is this, this why there's such weird Utah laws about shooting really exotic animals? Maybe so because there's one about like whale hunting and all so, sorts of stuff. So at this That's point, the whales in the Great Salt Lake. So at this point, now it is illegal to carry guns at Hogle Zoo in 1946. <laughs> you, they didn't learn the first time. Well, it was an arrow the first time. Why did they let a guy the with a bow and arrow inside the zoo? It was a kid. So, so with the hardships of World War II, uh, they they start growing vegetables. So, there's if you've noticed, there's always been a garden in Hogle Zoo. Yep. Um, so that was part of it. But what they also did is uh, Salt Salt Lake City's Jordan Park. They converted the entire park into vegetables for the zoo. Oh, oh wow. for the animals to eat. Because trying to come up with that much yeah. food. And then uh, carnivores were fed horse meats. Yep. And they still are. So oh. here's the dumb thing. We actually have an overpopulation of wild horses that they have to do stuff with. But because people in America are dumb, we actually buy our horse meat from other countries and then euthanize the horses here. But we don't do anything with them. It's weird. So uh, 1947 is when they have the sculpture of the two mountain lions made. And I well, I know that floats around. I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't recall seeing it, but, but that's that's when it was made. Oh, yeah, the one they in were, Vegas. it was there. I just don't remember where it was. I know. I remember <sighs> seeing it. So it was the two big lion. That was in 1947. And then also in 1947, a three-year-old ocelot, which was being taken to West High School for a presentation, escapes. <laughs> 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 and it was, again, recaptured on Main Street. <laughs> Wow. He's just taking himself for a so, stroll. So the, okay, Bree, you ready for this? 1948, on May 14th, a female liger fought, <gasps> Shasta! fathered by a lion and a, and a tiger was born, and it was named Shasta. Mm -hmm. So Shasta the liger was our school mascot. For uh, pretty yeah. much, the didn't best you guys taxidermy ever. her and just keep her so in the hall was, when yeah, she died? She taxidermied and in the the hallway for 
Uh, at Hogle Zoo, yeah, she was there for so years. So she was at our school for years. Yeah, she was actually oh, they put at our Shasta school. In, in, wow. the school in a display case. Well, and then Shasta was at Hogle Zoo for a long time. Because I remember seeing, right. I, I remember seeing the taxidermy in Shasta, like in the mid nineties when I went to right. uh, Hogle Zoo. Um, yeah, dude, remember we graduated in, well, I graduated in 96, he graduated in 97. Hey, I, so I, like, I, I understand that. 95. I'm no, telling a story about Shasta. Oh yeah, I graduated in 93. I was going to say, Dad was like, a lot older 93 when he had and then 94. And then, anyway, so like if you're watching that, like okay, that's boomers. way after it was in our school. Okay, boomers. <laughs> so, well, so when we were in junior high in 87, 88, 89, yeah. it was there in the... It got moved back to Hogle Zoo. And at some point yeah. it went to BYU. And that's where I'm pretty I think sure it's in BYU now. I'm pretty sure that's where it is now. Yeah. So then in 1951, the Utah Zoological Society is reorganized, getting rid of the Salt They're Lake. They're re-reorganized. Yeah. So the Salt Lake City Zoological Society is now gone, and it's now the Utah Zoological Society. Um, As if you change the name. <laughs> yeah, she's at the Bean Life Science Museum on yeah. the campus. Oh, yeah. Area. I went and saw that. Has she's been there for, I don't know. Since 97. Yeah, she's been there for Yeah, I saw it at that museum. So between 1956 and 1962, they construct the cougar exhibit, the grotto for the zoo's bears, and an island for the macaws, and the children's petting area, which has been there since just recently. There's still 30 ligers in American zoos today. Tw- 20, 20 uh, in China, 30 in America. Really? I didn't think there were any. Uh, worldwide, there are around 100 living in captivity. So ligers still exist. Shasta is well. Cool. They pretty much have to live in captivity. It's a lion and a well, tiger. Well, it's bred in captivity, so yeah, they're not. Well, exactly... I don't think they're going to be that confused out in the wild that they'd. Well, the thing mate. is, yeah, they they don't even live anywhere near each other. Like tigers are jungle cats. Like tigers are in, in like Asia. Yeah, like Southeast Asia, the like lions are Bengal, in India, that sort of thing. They're not even the same continent. No, yeah. but if you look up, if you look, I guess the little top up the strip. globe, they're in a the similar. They're in a similar band, but lions yeah. are like they're like savanna grasslands roaming cats that hunt in packs. Tigers are solitary cats that hunt, and they tigers are like really good swimmers. For example, um, they're solitary hunters. The tigers they, need like thirty, forty. Plus acres yeah, per t- tiger. You know how long Tigers it took me to realize they live in they rainforests and not yeah. in the African savanna? Because that was like a year or two ago. Yeah. And TikTok made everyone aware of it. And <laughs> everyone in the comments was like, wait, what? Oh my God, our fucking kids are so stupid these days. Yes, we are. <coughs> what blame are they, our shitty education system. All their system. books are getting banned. All our education system sucks. <laughs> So 1968 they to much. 1968, 1969, they put the train in. <laughs> so now you can see when we so when we were there, they're they're updating the train. But now you can see why it was built in 68. Yeah, the train is closed all this year. The train cost twenty five thousand, and the tracks were twenty five thousand. So fifty thousand for the train and the tracks. So, Bree, that's a tiny little train. It costs that much. Jeez. Well, it's real. Oh, I'm up again. Yeah. So. Sadly, Shasta the Liger dies in 1972 and is promptly stuffed and taken to our junior high. Yeah, because I, uh, I wasn't born yet. I don't I was... think it was in your junior high for that long. No, no, it wasn't. And it, I, I, I half wonder. I think if it, it actually made the rounds. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking it was actually like borrowed from like a floating exhibit kind the of zoo thing. for a period of time. But I remember, I remember you walked in the front door. 
through the vestibule and into the front lobby, and there it was <laughs> for the whole time we were in junior high. So, yeah, it, it was probably I – mean, well, obviously, the zoo owned it. They probably let us have it because we named it. Because we were ligers. Because we were the ligers. But when was Valley built? I was built in like I don't know fifties, early sixties, fifteen hundreds. So it was they probably Definitely. voted mm-hmm. to make it the mascot when Shasta was still alive. Yeah, that'd be my guess. Anyway, so and 19- then they were like, "Please, please, can we have her when she died?" Nineteen eighty one. We're starting to see some real growth. They put in the hippo building. Uh, the wolf. Wait, they have hippos. They've had hippos. Oh. Okay, I was like, I've missed that. They don't have hippos anymore. They've had hippos. So Baby 19- hippos are yeah. so cute. 1981, they put in the hippo building, the wolf run, and the snow owl exhibit, and a camel display, which they don't have camels now. Nope. But but we were kind of talking about this when we were at the zoo. Some animals come and go. They're traded to other zoos. That's a thing zoos do quite a bit is they do move animals around. They mix yeah. and match. So 1982... They're Salt, just playing cards, trading cards for them. Salt Lake County takes over um, the zoo. Ooh, they don't own it, but, but Salt Lake County, rather than Salt Lake City, takes over funding and operation of the zoo. So it's now part of the county, which they're going to get more money coming from the county than just the city. Yeah. Which I always wonder with stuff like that, like because it's not the city that's like pulling all the, the people in. It is the county. They're pulling people from all right. over the county. and. Well, so really Salt Lake City is a tiny little doll of the map. Salt Lake County is from Bluffdale to South Salt Lake. So it's basically. Yeah, it's, so Salt Lake City is a couple hundred thousand people. Salt Lake County is a million and a half. Right. So, so being able to get funding, it takes that, that relieves Salt Lake City yeah. and puts it to the county. So 83 to 85, the last of the old cage exhibits constructed in the thirties is demolished. And the zoo completes the new endangered snow leopard, primates, and the great apes, which that's still there. That's those are still there. Those yeah, those still those exist. Still exist. Um, let's see. So, nineteen eighty six to nineteen eighty nine, through donors, private donors, and fundraising, they opened the African savanna and the gazelle exhibit. Yeah, and the, there's no more gazelles, but the savanna exhibit is there, and that's. And it's, They've got zebras and uh, giraffes and ostriches. And someone said boars, but I fucking never yeah, saw a boar. I didn't see, I didn't see the, the lions, ostriches either. They're in their own spot. Obviously, they're not mingling with the other animals, but they're part but of the display. <laughs> they let them roam free with the zebras and the uh, giraffes. They're not worried about it. So, let's see. We're all friends here. So, I, so I mean, now we're getting into the 90s and into the 2000s, which that's cool. And I could go over some more of the facts, but I thought the... Kind of some of that original origins. It is interesting because the Tracy Aviary is in Liberty Park where right. the zoo was. And so that's where they basically they had that big bird collection. It stayed for the most part. Yeah, and became the aviary. And became the aviary and the the zoo moved up. We have a lot of duplication in our state because like there's otters at the aquarium and then there's otters at the zoo and then there's well, birds everywhere. The otters make sense because they're, they're, nor- they're a local, like, Utah-based animal. And keep in mind, 97% of the animals at a zoo came to them because they're injured and they can't go back to Yeah, them. they didn't go, they didn't, they're not SeaWorld. They didn't go fucking capture them and buy them. Shamu! Yeah, no. They're, they're typically at zoos because they have been rehabilitated and can't. Right. So for instance, Hogle Zoo has a bald eagle. It has a missing wing. Um, so it clearly, it's not going to survive in right. the wild. So that's why they have it. That's why he doesn't fly. Right. 
you can't see them right now because bird flu has inv- invaded Utah. And so all the bird exhibits, with the exception of like they have a raven at Lagoon and they have owls. At Lagoon? Or at the zoo. At the zoo. So yeah, the owls were out. The owl, but the owls, the owls are out, but the they owls behind glass. aren't outside. Right. So like the ravens exhibit, the bald eagles exhibit, there's a, there's like a, uh, an exhibit that would normally have, um, like a California condor, I think, and, and another a hawk, and a so, hawk, and another some, type of owl. Yeah, they were all. Any of the exhibits that are exposed to the outdoors, the birds are not in them because the avian flu has invaded Utah and it will kill those birds. And so they're trying to prevent those birds from dying. Yeah, right? which, bring them in. which brings a side note. Uh, the Tracy Aviator has been on our list, but they may be close. So yeah, I haven't actually looked. It's, so definitely <laughs> check before you go to something that like one. that. So, so kind of funny little back, back story. We were going to go the previous week, but the weather was supposed to be bad. And then we had some conflict with Julia's scheduling and stuff. So we're like, okay, we'll just do it next weekend. The weather should be better. The weather, it snowed. So, yeah. So, so I told the, I told these two gentlemen here that we're not allowed to do outdoor things if we continue <laughs> to do this until May. So, so we're heading up and I sent Bri a message on the corner way. And she's like, it's snowing. We're here. <laughs> yeah, it was like, luckily it was I just wore my RSL gear. So like I was fine. And it only rained and snowed for a little bit, but, but the it advantage, was a lot, though. let me tell you the advantage to it. First off, when you go to the zoo, if you really want to see the animals, you should go as early as possible. Yeah. First thing in the morning, because that's when they're the most active. And that's just because that's how animals are. They sleep during the day. They're active in the early morning. Right. Well, because most of them are predators or being chased by predators. So midday, they're all hiding, sleeping, mm-hmm. cooling off, depending on where they live. Yeah. So. And so because it was cooler, because of the rain, more of the animals were <clears throat> sort of out. But there were a lot less people. That was the nice thing. Because the zoo is always busy from what I hear these days. And there's, oh, fuck, I hate kids so much. <laughs> well, were, the, one, the one thing to think about zoos, most people, when you think zoo, you think summertime. Zoos are open year-round. Year-round. Uh, and so, but going early in the morning, um, and, and in the spring is when the babies exist, <laughs> if there are babies. And I don't know that we have. We saw a few babies. We saw the baby gorilla. The baby, yeah, but they're, but they're a year old. They're not really True. babies. Not really babies. They're, 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 they're like a year old at this point. I don't know if Hogel Zoo has any new babies. Like they had the polar bear cubs way back when. Those guys are gone. They've been shipped off to other zoos. We still have a couple of polar bears, but um, yeah, I don't know that we have a lot of babies. Those polar bears are rude. Yeah, we went to go see them. And they fucking got up and left. Walked away. So, so we got there, snowed, but that didn't last very long. Uh, when you first walk in, it's the savannah exhibit, which is probably cooler when it's not snowing, but the zebras were out. The giraffes were The giraffes were just standing there, like leaning up against the wall. They were like legit leaning up against the wall. (laughs) They were eating before you guys got there. When we walked in, they were actually playing and they were like jumping at each other and playing before you guys got there. They were like fussing with each other and stuff. But anyway, yeah. Um, okay. There's a lot of stuff at the zoo. Um, what I want to know what your guys' favorite thing at the zoo is, so animal I, or otherwise. So I've got a, I've got a few, but we'll kind of keep it somewhat simple. So when we went over to the elephants, you guys went into the gorillas. Yeah. And we went over to the elephants because Hannah's like, I think they're coming out. So we ran over to the elephants and we actually saw, got to see them come out because they had, they were doing some training. So the, the really cool thing about zoos these days, it's not like zoos in the old 
They days. actually do. They do enrichment. Enrichment. Training, yeah. They don't just tranquilize them to 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 check them out. They they actually work with them and have them learn to to raise the legs and open their mouth and all this kind of stuff. So they had just finished some enrichment activities and they came out. So we got to watch them come up and they came right past us. Uh, so seeing that was really cool. That was and so that was kind of a right off the bat was super cool. What about you, Bree? Um. I spent quite a bit of time in the, in the large gorilla. I was just going to say, I think that baby gorilla was probably one of my favorite just because, um, we she, were, we were watching her, we were watching the baby with its mom and the baby was climbing the door to like the stairwells, so, like where the people like come up and down and stuff. And the, the male gorilla starts coming into the room and she literally like grabs the baby and like runs up to the top. And so, I'm guessing that there's like some protocol in Gorilla World where babies aren't allowed to well, be by the silverback yeah, or in, whatever. In nature, the males will fuck up babies. They will they will kill them, um, especially if they're baby males. Sounds like the 1800s to me. But that's how they are, and so the the male gorillas don't fuck around with babies, and so yeah, the moms. Um, but it was kind of cool because. A lot of times you don't get to see a lot of like actual nature because most of the animals are independent of each other. You know, the lions are with the lions and the bears are with the bears. Like, so it was, and even though this, these were all gorillas, like it was just cool to see like a little family dynamic of how if they were out in the wild and the baby was there and the, the dad came close, like she would have done the same thing. So I do want to point out because this isn't, this is news. So Joe Ray K, which was the female lowland, Western lowland gorilla that had been at the Hogle Zoo for a long time. She oh, was yeah. 44 years old and she just passed away. Uh, and she just passed away like this year, 2022. Yeah. We saw that. The, yeah. So, uh, Jabali is her daughter, um, who was born the one at the Hogle Zoo. Yeah. Yeah. And then the little baby is Georgia and she's 19 month old. Um, but uh, she'd been at the zoo for a long time. And just as a note, silverbacks only live about 35 years in the wild. So she was 44 in captivity. So that gives you an idea of how much longer they can live <clears throat> when they're cared for. Right. But it is interesting that they, uh, you know. It was, that was also the probably one of the hardest ones for me to see because when when we first came in, the the very first gorilla room was empty but the male came into the room and he like sat against the wall and he like picked up his paper and then you could tell he was like frustrated and annoyed and you could like, he, like he put his hands up his face like he was leaning against the wall just like I do like when I'm frustrated like Chris will come in and I'm sitting on the floor in our bedroom like I don't want to be on the bed I want to be on the floor I've got my hand my face in my hands and I was just like okay that's like seeing a human locked away in a cage <laughs> like that was that was a little bit weird. It, it it was probably the the one that made me the most sad to see, just because it was really strange to watch. But it was funny to watch the orangutans eat. I, yeah, I don't <laughs> like the gorillas. I don't like. I struggle with the zoo. I get the point of the zoos now. I think the zoos in like the forties were a pile of shit. Yeah, there's a reason they got a lot of bad press, and even through the eighties, they've gotten a lot better now. In particular, their conservation stuff. But 
<clears throat> it just feels like the the one thing that is nice is like they they weren't outside when we were there because of the weather, but they do have gigantic outdoor areas to be in. The gorillas do, so it's not just indoor for them. They have huge outdoor areas to play in, um, gigantic jungle gyms. So the gorillas and the orangutans do have that, but. Every time I go to the zoo and I see animals in these cages uh, and in these exhibits, it's really sad for me to see them, you know, in these exhibits. Like elephants, for example. <clears throat> elephants are humongous animals. It is really hard to keep a lot of them. They are very social animals. They roam in giant herds of, you know, a couple dozen. Um, if not more. Yeah, and and so when you only see two or three, it's really it's it's hard for me to like, and and especially the small, relatively small area that they're in. I'm right. like, that sucks for them. Like that's that's a shitty life. Um, I loved the so we went to the North Carolina Zoo. It's the biggest zoo in the world as far as space for the animals. It's 500 acres yeah, for them to roam in. It's like this huge, huge. Miles long area for, there were like 10 elephants. That's why I, I like, like the wild animal park in San Diego is a similar s scenario. Like they have a huge, like their savannah area is a huge savannah area. It is, it's bigger than Hogle Zoo. Like you can't even physically see all yeah. of it. Yeah. It got, goes back so I've got far. one in Australia too that's a huge. And so those, those are, they're more like reserves, wild animal reserves yeah. than they are zoos. And I kind of like those a little bit more, but that, it's just hard for me for that reason. But I think my favorite thing, uh, at Hogle Zoo, that being said, are all the cats. Um, and, and not like the lions and tigers, like those are cool, but it's all the little cats. I didn't sand realize. So they have, there's, there's three different like cats. Little sand cats and stuff. That those look like a house cat. And and so they have the sand cats, they have the palace cats, and they have the black footed cat. And Hogle Zoo, if your cats are ever, your little baby cats are ever missing, they're probably at my house because I miss steal them. <laughs> so the, the sand cats look like basically orange tabbies. Yep. Uh, with like a little bit wider They're just heads. mean house cats. But they're the yeah, same their size. Their heads were, were sh like strangely out of proportion. They almost look like giant kittens because kittens' heads are bigger. Yeah, so they have a little bit wider head, but they're just the same size as a house cat. The black-footed cats, which are only located down by, like, South Africa, like, a little north of South Africa. I don't know what country that is. Um, but they're really cute. They're, like, spotted house cats, basically. Well, and it was cute to see, like, one of them was, like, uh, like they literally have just, like, cat oh, trees like cute. I have in my house. They just look like babies. Yeah. And, and it, like, did what Boone and Scarlet do, and it like rolled and like covered its face with its little paws, and and the palace cat is another small cat from basically all over Eurasia, um, and it is more akin to it looks a little bit more like the it looks like the Weber State wild cat. Yeah, it looks <laughs> like the face of it looks a lot more like a wild cat. Um, the palace cat does. Um, yeah, not that fucked. That's up, the though. first photo that came up, but. Uh, yeah, it does look a little bit more like the wild cat, like a wild cat yeah. would in, in so the, sports. The funny thing is, when we were there, we were talking about that you can see where the origins of a house cat come from. Oh, 100%. That these are where your house cat came from, probably because they were a nomadic people, that the cats kind of started to follow them. They and the cats hang around them because there's other things around these people. and Food, and then over time, they just kind of take them in. And, but yeah, those, those cats were pretty cool. 
Okay, what? Well, in olden days, cats were useful, right? They kept away vermin. Like, that's mm-hmm. why the Black Plague started is because the stupid Pope at the time didn't like cats and had people killing them. And it made an infestation of rodents, which carried disease, which caused the plague. So, like, cats are important. People love them. Also, um, <clears throat> okay, Julia, what about you? What's your favorite thing at the zoo? I like that little like rainforesty exhibit where you can go in and everything's just kind of free roaming, so yeah. all the birds and stuff go over. You can't do that right now. There's, I know it's close because of avian. Well, food. I wasn't there, but um, so, yeah, there's but- this one little bird in there that looks like he has little white angry eyebrows, like like they were drawn <laughs> on, and he is my favorite thing. I always look for him every time I go there. I used to, I photographed him at one point and made stickers of him. Yeah, that particular exhibit is is gated down. That was closed in North Carolina too. The yeah, whole the aviary. F- the bird flu is really dangerous, so they're they're being really extra cautious. Uh, what about the dumbest exhibit? What did you guys think was the dumbest thing there? Uh, I don't know. Because there's clearly stupid shit. Are we talking about animal exhibit or just thing there? I, I mean, thing there, or animal exhibit. Like, what's the dumbest part of the zoo? Kind of the one thing that stuck out is like was the the cooler ad. The that was right in front of the bear. The bear exhibit. cooler ad. The, what is the, what's the name of those? I don't know. It's for a cooler that's bear proof. That's bear proof. <laughs> and it's on the wall and it is clearly an ad, like clearly an ad. So obviously they, they're the ones su- supporting the bears, but it was just like, really? That just seemed very tacky to me. I always think it's kind of lame when they have like this whole section reserved for the Utah animals that you can see in your backyard. <clears throat> So they'll have, like, the Utah snakes and spiders and just things you could see on a hike. It's like, eh, it's not as exciting. I think that's important. And the Utah fish, those are boring. I think that's important for boring, people to see, important. Educational, yeah, but to me, it's the lamest. Um, For me... The Yeti. Uh, it was the Yeti. Sorry, the Yeti cooler. <laughs> oh, Yeti cooler, yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, it was the Big Bad Wolf's house. Oh, grab oh grab yeah, house. what the hell is that? So I get what it is. So I guess I get it now that you just said that. I just now got it. It's grandma's house. And it's basically a quiet room and you have a glass wall that looks into one of the enclosures. And I don't remember which animal it is. It's one of the it's 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 a one of the It's probably the wolf. No, it's a cat of some sort. And it wasn't out. Um but you go in there and it's really quiet inside and it's dark. I knew right away what it was for because the uh, Baron Wolf Museum up in um, Yellowstone and West Yellowstone oh, yeah, yeah, has yeah. one of those on their wolf runs. And so when they do enrichment and they like bury stuff in the stream and stuff like that, you can sit in there and watch the wolves in their natural habitat like going after stuff. But that's what the idea was. But it's pretty fucking. And it is like you go inside and it is decorated like an old lady's house. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I don't know why they did that. And it's got so squishy weird. floor. Well, and it's it's in the Himalayan section. So it's like it all looks like a Himalayan it's village. Asian. Asian. With grandma's house. Yeah, yeah, that's that where was, the tigers are and the red weird. pandas. That was a little weird. What about you, Bree? Lamest thing for you? <clears throat> Lamest thing. The bathroom being out of order. <laughs> what the hell, man? I asked where the bathroom when is they, and he's like, when they it's turn to off the left. The fountains, the drinking fountains. Yeah, those stupid lion drinking fountains, man. They've been around for They've been around for years. I remember seeing those when I was little. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. What else do you guys want to talk about from the zoo? The, we, we got to see the sea lions. Doing Do some their, training. Yeah. That was, that was awesome. cool. To see the seals and the sea lions both. together. Yeah, yeah. And they had them and they were so funny. And 
and I mean, you, you know, they're cumbersome on land, but in water, it's amazing to they're actually so fast. sit there and watch this. They've done a good job with that exhibit because you can see the depth of the pool. Yeah, and there's yeah, there's different levels as you go around it. Uh, one level, you're about eye level with the water. As you make your way around, you're well under the tank. But watching them underwater, they are so graceful. Yeah, I watched one shit underwater. It was really gross. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid and they, they did have the hippos. Um, and I think it was in a similar type of enclosure because you could see like the side of the water because hippos spend so much time in water. Fun fact, hippos can't swim. They sink. They sink. And they're like, they're like, they're not fat. That's all fucking muscle. They're incredible creatures. And they're they're, mean. they're mean. They're incredible creatures. They're super fucking territorial and mean. And they don't, they can't swim. They just sink and they run on the bottom of the water because they're so fucking muscular. They just, uh, yep, they just, Keep themselves down, and then I, they have to like float themselves to, up. They can go to sleep underwater. I remember that old the, the hippo, and it was just like a big cement tank, and mm-hmm. it's, I felt sorry for the hippos in that old enclosure. Yeah, well, and I also saw a hippo shit, and it's just like whole hay comes out their butthole because they don't digest <laughs> food very well. Herbivores, man, they're not like they're built to just chew fucking grain all day, like grass all day, and none of it gets digested properly. So one thing I did notice that's cool, a lot more food areas, a lot more vending areas. They were all fucking closed, though. They were all closed, but they had, like, barbecue spots. So a lot more food. It used to be that the only place you could get food was was right there at the beginning. At the main entrance. So now they've got little restaurants, bistros. Snack bars throughout the whole thing. Throughout the whole thing. So that's nice. I think during the summer that would really help. Yeah, that's that's a big one. And then the – well, they they had the – I say convention, not exactly, but I'm assuming they have a meeting space. You can rent space and have meetings there. Yeah. Well, I've been there before. Um, they have like you can you can have like a little work thing, and then they'll have docents bring out some of the animals. So I think when I was there, there was an armadillo. There was some, I can't remember what the other thing was, but the it's like you can have your food and your little party or meeting or whatever it is, and then they have docents come and bring some of the animals that you can actually touch out which is kind of cool so yeah they've definitely made a lot of improvements it's been a while since i've been yeah they have that theater too that they they do stuff in yeah that was obviously closed because of the weather and the time of year so <clears throat> how much was it i don't i didn't pay for it i made brie do that 17 something it's like almost 18 dollars a ticket yeah totally worth it i mean we walked around two hours right there, really two quickly hours. like we we didn't like really mill around too much and we were there for two two and a half hours yeah. easy i mean we i mean we, we spent a little bit of time at some of the exhibits but yeah we that, that was pretty much just to make the round yeah we just walked all the way around um so i would definitely recommend hogle zoo um for anyone if you're going to go more than once just become a member yeah, uh, and get discounts on shit in there. I know. I know. In times in the past, Heather's done that with the kids. When she's knows she's going to take them two or three times throughout the summer, we've just gotten the the family pass. I'm assuming they still. do. I would recommend the same yeah, thing if you're going to go to like Lagoon as well. Yeah, if you're going to go um, more than twice to Lagoon, just get the season pass. Yeah, just get the season pass because it pays for itself. Yeah. So the whole goes with family pass. I don't know what it costs, but it, if you go more than once with a family, it's worth it getting the family pass. So if you want to become a member of Hogle Zoo, uh, two, uh, two people is $120 total for both. With how often, like, Brighton goes, he'd make that up in, like, two months. The, the, fa- the family pass, which is two adults and children under 18 in the house, is 200 
And then if you do the family plus, you get a free guest per visit, which is two twenty nine. So for thirty bucks more, you get a free guest every time. See, really, if you go, like I say, more than twice in a year, that about pays <clears throat> about pays for. Yeah, stuff. yeah. If you want to, and it's you know different times of year, are great. You also get like discounts to some of their and first and first. Uh, pass at stuff and they do specific e- exclusive things for their members. So definitely worth becoming a member if you're going to go. Well, and throughout the year, they, they decorate for Christmas. They decorate for Halloween. They do, um, uh, zoo lights. They do zoo brews. They do all kinds of stuff like that. So, so yeah, definitely worth going. That was a whole lot of fun. Worth every penny, especially where you know that the money's going to help the zoo, the animals. They have a full-time veterinary staff there, well, and they have a full-time staff 24-7. It's not like you can just close at 5 o'clock and leave all the animals. Yeah, like June 1st, they're doing the zoo brew, and they're doing a pride celebration as part of that. Um, they're doing on the July 13th and August 17th as well, are the other two zoo brew days. So <coughs> That's where you get to go drink and watch animals. <coughs> yeah, super fun. Two thumbs up. Much better than last month's sad. It's really hard not to be. <laughs> I'm sorry, Leonardo. You guys fucking suck. Although, I think in May, Jimmy did... Jimmy Santangelo. Thank you. Is doing um, something with... Wine Academy. Oh, yeah, the Wine Academy. With, yeah, with uh, some art place or whatever, and they're doing art and wine or they're something. Doing a, they're doing a special thing. So, again, I think maybe if you're going for one of those things and you're really into art, that's... So, if fun. your school goes, and then they have all of the exhibits open and they're doing the activities and stuff, fun. If you go for an event that they're having there, probably fun. But if you just Don't go to just go... Uh, go to Hogle Zoo instead. Yeah. Yeah, much better time for your money. All right, Julia, you're going to do a card? Wrap oh, this yeah. wrap this baby up? Oh, Julia, while you're pulling that, you can... Here, give me it. I'll pull it. You can talk about your store because you're giving out the address now. Yeah, so. I'm actually giving out the address. Okay, we open June 11th and 12th, and both of those days, it's going to be 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. to 9 p.m., and there's going to be door prizes for the first 10 people each day. And a raffle for anyone who makes a purchase. And it's going to be at 917 Vine Street, Unit B in Murray. It's just right behind Garden Espresso. Yeah, you're going to want to look up Garden Espresso. And go yeah, to I'm, still working on, I'm still working with Google to get my name on there. They're having know. problems sending me the postcard thing. I don't know how the fuck Google Maps figures it out where 917 puts, Vine it Street. Puts it, sometimes it'll take you to a random person's house. It, Yelp says that it's in someone's yard. Sometimes it puts you in the middle of the street. Yeah, and sometimes it's in the middle of the intersection. So, but if you look, look up, up Garden Espresso or Hair Garden, it's right next door to that, too. Yeah, those two places will put you where you need to go. Same, same parking lot. Yeah, yeah, same parking lot. The card says, you think someone is lying. They are. It's <laughs> me. Jesus. That's pretty, Google. That's pretty fucking direct. <laughs> Twitter. Elon Musk. I don't know anybody. No. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, that's going to do it. Find us on social medias at TNU Podcast everywhere where social media occurs except TikTok uh, and Snapchat. We're not on either of those. We probably should be. That's where, all the, app. That's where all the people hang out. Just more Did you say clock app? Yeah, that's what they call it. TikTok. Clock app? Yeah, when they rant about it, instead of saying TikTok, because they don't want the algorithm to catch it, they'll say clock app. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, uh, that's where you can find us, thenewutah.com. The blogs are all up to date. 
when Jeremy sends me this one, it'll be up to date pretty quickly. It's a fucking miracle, and then I'll have to do a vlog, and it won't. It's an again. April miracle. <laughs> yeah, all of March's blogs are up at the end of April. Go us. At least they're up. <laughs> That's all. At least they're up. That's all on me. I can't. You know, I haven't done. I haven't done our thank you notes in a while. Every time I plan to do them, something else happens, and I don't. So hopefully you like the show. Uh, Shame let us on know you. what you think, and um, yeah, uh, it's uh, almost summertime. So um, go to the zoo. Go to the zoo, and uh, you should plant or your gardens because uh, time's coming to have all that. If shit it's open. Around.